0: Welcome to the podcast here. We have a special podcast to talk to some members from our CAP committee here at OCFA who put on the Best and Bravest uh, Awards uh, presentation and do a great job at that. And uh, it's that time of year again with uh, nominations are open. So we want to make sure that that is heard loud and clear. Please put in your nominations for all the folks that you see uh, fit to be recognized that this year's best and bravest. But before we get started, I'm Shane Sherwood, Assistant Chief of Operations, and I'll uh, I'll go around the room here and uh, have them introduce themselves and then how long they've all been a part of the, the CAP, the Ceremonial Awards and Protocol uh, Committee. So why don't we get started with you, Mike?
1: Thanks, Chief. Uh, I'm Mike Sheehan, uh, Battalion Chief, assigned to Division 11. Um, I've been on the CAP Committee for about 15 years. Awesome. Joss?
2: My name is Jocelyn Casillas. I'm a training program analyst and I have been on the CAP committee for seven and a half years, close to eight. Awesome. And Derek?
3: Yeah. Hi, Chief. Uh, Derek Acosta. I'm Currently assigned to operations, training, and safety section, a captain there. And I've been with CAP committee now for four and a half years.
0: Awesome. Well, and, uh, you know, Kevin Hanson's hiding in the background here. He is also a member of CAP uh, for many years, as well as uh, several other operations folks, as well as professional staff. The committee is made up of both sides of, of OCFA, which is uh, really important to make sure that all of our folks are represented and get the recognition that they all deserve. With that, why don't we dive into our first question and I'll give it to you, Mike, as far as what is the history of the CAP committee?
1: Sure, Uh, so the CAP committee, stands for Ceremonies, Awards and Protocol Committee. It was started back in January of 1999 by uh, Chief Prather at the time. And the stated mission of the committee at the time was to recognize OCF employees for their outstanding or meritorious service. And more specifically, Chief Praetha recognized that there were many employees making incredible achievements to the organization on both the administrative side and in operations. And he wanted to ensure that we were recognizing those individuals for, for their accomplishments. And over the last 25 years, our committee has recognized hundreds of our coworkers for their efforts. Currently, our committee is comprised of 12 individuals. And I think an important part of the committee is it's evenly split between six operations and uh, six from professional staff. And the intent was to provide a broad representation of all areas and ranks of the agency. It's important that for this process that we're making sure all employees feel represented by their peers and are recognized for their efforts. And we really work hard to achieve all of this. Uh, and of, Chie- of course, Chief, you forgot to mention yourself. You're well aware of this since you were chair of the committee uh, many years back as well.
0: Uh, that is true. I enjoyed my time there and working with uh all the great individuals, you've taken it a whole step further. You guys have continued to move the ball forward and uh, the best and bravest events have been outstanding over the last several years. You know, even with COVID, we were able to do something here at headquarters and something that came out of COVID that I think is here to stay as the magazine, uh, which has done very, very well. And I, I hope to see it for the future, kind of the standard uh, piece of that goes with the best and bravest, not just the the presentation as well, as well, um, or, the magazine is is part of the presentation, so well done on that. And um, one thing that I think I wanted to just address, and maybe we can just touch on it, is for years past, back when Chief Prater started the 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 best and bravest, and really putting the cap community together. Uh, we were partnered with the Rotary Club, and we have since moved away from the Rotary Club. So maybe someone can talk just who we're partnered with now and kind of how that works as far as um, raising the money needed to to put on the the program.
1: Yeah, sure. So you know, in years past, basically the CAP committee was responsible for facilitating and organizing and and putting on the event, and we relied on the Rotary Club for fundraising, and they're the ones that was were basically our fundraising arm to to finance the event. And we've been super fortunate over the past several years uh, to have OCFA's foundation, um, which is, of course, our charitable arm of, of the department that has kind of taken the lead on that and provides the funding for our events. And I think it's been super helpful to have them. Um, they're super supportive. They want to see this event really kind of go to the next level. And I, I think we wouldn't be where we're at without them.
0: I would agree. I, I think moving over to the FIRE Foundation has been a, uh, a move in the right direction I know we're focused on the Best and Bravest event, but what other events does CAP participate in or you know, is responsible for throughout the year? Because I know it's just not Best and Bravest.
3: We actually do organize and facilitate a few events throughout the year. Um, one of them is the 9-11 ceremony, which we hold every year here at, at headquarters. That event is obviously started in 2001. We'd have the honor guard there, pipes and drums, guest speakers, fire chief, all kind of remembering um, the events that took place on 9-11. But we do help organize and facilitate that here. Um, Any day of the week, we're going to have it. We're going to host it here at headquarters. And uh, during the week, I know we've had as much as 200 people, I think, uh, present. Other events we do, we do length of service or recognition for our members. And that's really our time for us to recognize their commitment, basically, to Orange County Fire. The way we recognize them is by handing them a challenge coin. It starts at five years and it goes on every five after that. Um, And just recently we started, uh, we reenacted honoring and recognizing those with 30 years plus with the organization. And that, that ceremony is usually held in the OCFA boardroom in conjunction with our promotional ceremony. And then, uh, of course, our flagship, the uh, Best and Bravest Award Ceremony, which we host um, every year to recognize again, both our professional staff, operations personnel, and civilians of uh, things that they've done uh, to contribute either to organization or to, to the community.
0: Do we have a date for this year's event for Best and Bravest yet? We're still working on that as far yeah, as we man.
1: We have a tentative date, but we're, um, we're kind we're of focused that. on the nomination process we're right now. And, and we'll, be, we'll be arranging that date and making sure that's well known to everybody here, uh, in the next few weeks.
0: So n- nominations. So what can, can we go over to some of the nominations that are out there? What are the categories that we can, uh, nominate folks? And, and just to be clear, anybody can nominate anyone. Is that correct?
2: Yes, that's, yeah. That's what we would like to see happen. Professional staff could nominate someone from operations and vice versa. So it is open. Our employees are the eyes and ears of the organization. So we depend highly on this nomination process to be able to hand out these awards at the ceremony.
0: What about categories? Do we have, can you guys go kind of go over the list of categories of where folks might be nominated. And then I know they're open right now, but when do nominations close as well? Maybe we can cover that.
2: So the nominations are currently open and they will be closing on Friday, January 26th. The best way to access the um, nomination form is by going onto the Hive. And there is a tile um, on the main screen that is called Submit a Best and Bravest nomination, and that will take you to a nomination form that will prompt you with questions to submit. Another way to access that information is posters were sent out to all of the fire stations with the QR code. So that's an easy way to um, use your cell phone, scan the code, and then submit the nomination that way.
1: And then, Chief, if you don't mind, I'll I'll expand a little bit on the awards. Oh,
0: awesome. Yeah.
1: Okay. so. Best and Bravest is kind of split up into two different portions. So we have our the one that probably most people think of, which is our um, of the year, firefighter of the year, manager of the year, professional staff of the year. And that's really what this this nomination period is about, is about recognizing people for last calendar year. So for that's why it's called the 2023 Best and Bravest, um, is because we're recognizing people for that year. So it's people that have, have really gone above and beyond throughout the year in their accomplishments and what they do. Uh, and then we have a second kind of set of accomplishments that we recognize and this goes on year round and that's for significant incidents. And those can be uh, all the way starting with our very uh, our highest award, which um, even in my 15 years, I think we've only um, recognized maybe a few people, three, four people, and that's our Medal of valor. And and that truly is the highest level of uh, heroic award that we provide. Our last one um, just so happened to be last year for Engineer Rolston, as uh, they were on a medical aid, and their their patient uh, began to pull a gun out of his pocket on the crew, and he disarmed him. And certainly quite a quite a step to take, Absolutely. you know, when everyone else could have uh, gone the other direction. He ran towards uh, the individual and disarmed him. Uh, we have unit citations, which are more for uh, coordinated efforts. So one example of that, some might remember last year, the uh, swift water rescue that happened in Battalion 4 uh, between our copter and uh, all the responding ground resources that was able to save uh, the female victim that was uh, stranded out in the middle of the river. So other examples would be our lifesaving award that we provide for either off-duty uh, efforts or for civilians. We do quite a few of these. Uh, most of these probably aren't heard of year-round Uh by our personnel, but civilian awards for people such as uh, like school staff, teachers who may do CPR and, and save a child's life and that sort of thing, drowning victims. We do quite a few of those throughout the year, and those are presented outside of Best and Bravest, typically by like the division chiefs or uh, at like city council meetings and that sort of thing. All the the different types of nominations can be found on the Hive. If you go to the Submit the Award nomination, you'll be able to read on there the different types of nominations and and what details have, you know, basically what the, the definition of, is of them.
0: And I think that I think that's important, and important to share a little bit there is um one, you can find it on the hive. So, for example, you mentioned maybe a school teacher, which I know I've been a part of in the past back when I was in Division two, uh, where a teacher had done CPR and we went out and recognized them. Um so that can be found on the hive. The nomination can be put in there. Something that I think that's really important to share is that the the more detail that can be provided in that nomination is is better. And then that, the CAP committee is going to receive that. They'll do their part in making sure their due diligence and making sure the facts are accurate and then deciding, does this meet uh, the threshold of that recognition? Uh, did I cover that, Radcar, kind of the process or is there more to add to that?
1: Yeah, and I think I would just elaborate a little bit more on the the employees of the year process that it covers all areas of our department so it's not just uh, the firefighters it includes a manager of the year we have professional staff of the year the uh, uh, cadets reserves we basically cover everything and then there's an unsung hero award for those that are just really uh, don't really fit in one of those categories individually but really are kind of unsung if you will uh, within our department I like that mike and i appreciate you sharing that this is
0: for everybody here that is a member of ocfa and that we recognize all of those folks that are doing great work and again this is for 2023 uh, and we're recognizing those folks this year of that past year's work so thanks for sharing that how many people can you nominate
2: so i'll go into a little bit more detail about the nomination process To clarify and kind of to reiterate that anyone can nominate anyone. So another big point of this is that you can submit multiple nominations for the different categories. So, um, again, you know, just emphasizing the importance to nominate and, and provide the special attention to the employees throughout the year. Um, So one important thing as well is that the form is anonymous, so when you are nominating your colleague, there is no information, personal information taken from you aside from your employee ID number, and that information is only used if the survey gets cut off and we need to contact you to provide more details. Other than that, we do not look back to see who nominated who. Another thing is we also ask for references, and the reason we do that is because the additional references can provide additional input on the employee's accomplishments. So, you may have worked with someone on a special project, but there may be their supervisor that can provide more detail on their day-to-day accomplishments. So the eligibility criteria, that is something to take note of, which is um, that the employee must be in good standing with OCFA. And the employee must have successfully completed the new hire probation. Um, Another thing is that the employee has not previously received the award in the nominated position in the past five years. And then lastly, uh, members of the CAP committee and executive management are not eligible for this award. So uh, those are the eligibility criteria for you to submit a nomination for anyone. Um, And again, the nomination form includes providing detail, which we do include a few questions that prompt you in the type of information. So again, to outline their accomplishments, any special projects or anything that sets them um, above above the rest to get this recognition.
3: Yeah, chief. Actually, if I could dovetail or, or add on to what Jocelyn just said, when the more people fill in with those nominations, the more details that's given. Um, or complete that that form is is filled in the better we can um, identify who's deserving of that award it really does help us as a committee decide who's who's um who's really that top tier employee or the staff operations
0: but yeah i would I would agree derek as well as you know adding others that may be able to you know just um, confirm uh what the nomination is and so as to Jocelyn's point of, you know, you may have worked with someone on a on a project, but their supervisor is someone different by adding them in to be able to fill in more details of how great of work they do on a regular basis helps with that nomination.
2: And so that is another thing to note that if you are listed as a reference, you will receive an email asking you to provide uh, additional information please take a few minutes. Whatever information you have about this person definitely helps us to make these decisions. And any kind of information, you never know what was already submitted. We don't provide you that nomination. So um, the details may may emphasize something that was already written about the employee or would just help to support the nomination.
0: And I know that uh, we mentioned length of service, and I know a question that may come up is that if someone has... Uh, maybe a missing recognition of length of service what would be the process in uh kind of tracking that down or, or reaching out to the cap committee and, and making sure that either that records aren't accurate or they need to be corrected how to what, what would be the process in that
2: so we do have a group email address that's capcommittee at OCFA.org. That would be the best way to contact our group and just a little explanation about the situation, whether you're missing an award or um, whatever the case is. And then we'll look at our records to kind of see what happened there. And if it's a matter of um, issuing you that uh, length of service coin or possibly um Having it sent to the wrong person, whatever the case is, we'll track it down to make sure that the employee gets it.
0: Perfect. Thank you. And then uh, that's really all the questions I have for for the cap cap committee. Any does anybody have anything else they'd like to add as far as to to the conversation and to the the upcoming best and bravest and making sure our our folks get out and recognize all the great work that's happening out there.
1: Yeah, I'd like to just take a second to encourage everyone, and we already have, but really to encourage everyone to take the time to submit at least one nomination. Um, We work with some amazing people here at OCFA, and it's great that we work for a department that supports Recognize and to the extent that we do. But these honorees come directly from you out in the field and here at RFOTC. Um, the nominations don't come from uh, we don't make the nominations up. We don't request them from management. They come from you. And uh, without those nominations, we we wouldn't be able to put on the show we do. And I think uh, a question we get asked often is, is how a certain person gets recognized uh, and not another person. And, uh, you know, my 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 question initially is, is always, well, did you nominate them? And cause quite often these people aren't nominated. And, um, so please take the time to nominate those, those individuals. And, uh, um, we, we certainly take them all and consider all of them. And as you can see with, with the three of us that have been on this committee quite a while now, um, we're really fortunate and I'm really grateful to have a committee that um, is, is super engaged in wanting to get this process right. And, uh, and I, I, we put a lot of time into um, the nomination process and we take it seriously because uh, we, we truly do feel like we're representing the OCFA and representing all of us that work here to get this right. And um, so there is a significant amount of time and effort that goes into to uh, reviewing these nominations and getting follow up. And, and we want to get it right. So uh, please take the time to submit the nominations. Last, I'd like to recognize the OCFA Foundation. I know we already talked about them, but uh, we certainly wouldn't be able to put this event on without their support, as well as the generous support of our sponsors, uh, such as Edison, um, our labor groups, 3631 COA. Fama OCA all contribute and uh, and our cities as well we have several cities who donate and and actually turn out and show up to to support our our employees that are being recognized so without all of them we wouldn't be able to put the event on that we do Um, the the event that we have at the Marriott is fantastic if you've never been it's it's a fantastic time last year we had almost 500 people attend and I'd encourage you to to uh, try and attend this year our event. And we'll, like I said, we'll be getting that date out shortly. And then I'd also like to thank our executive management for their commitment to our committee. Um, while they're not involved in the selection process, we would not be able to do what we do without their consistent support and ensuring that we have, uh, that we recognize our personnel and we wouldn't be able to do it without them. So
0: I would agree, Mike, and, and I'll, I'll plug my 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 two cents in here as well, is that uh, there's a lot of great work going on at the OCFA and it's important for all of us to recognize the folks that are involved with that and uh, help the cap committee out. It doesn't, don't, don't think someone else is going to nominate the person that you think does a great job. Take the time, even if they get multiple nominations for someone uh, that just helps the cap committee know that this is someone that does deserve to be recognized. And um, it is uh, it, it I think it's all of our responsibility to recognize the good work and make sure that uh, the folks around us that that do it on a day-to-day basis get the recognition they deserve. And this is a great annual opportunity at the Best and Bravest to do that. So please get out there and nominate folks. Um, help the CAP committee put on another great event, as I know we w- you guys will do. Um, so thank you for being a part of this. Um, I look forward to this year's event. Look forward to seeing those. The I'm always amazed by... Um, when I hear the great work that happens and the people that are recognized and the things they've done, because so many times you didn't even know that work happened uh, until the Best and Bravest is recognizing them for that. So thank you all for being a part of the committee. Uh, If you'd like to get involved with the committee, please look for those opportunities in the future. I look forward to seeing everybody at Best and Bravest. Uh, Again, thank you for being part of this Pass Along podcast. And uh, with that, we'll see you guys next time. And uh, thanks for being a part of this.